Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Starting off another week on a hot note. I'm Thomas Frankar, Ryan Snyder with me today. Sean Fitz out for today, but uh, BWI Live recruiting show coming at you, getting you all the juicy information from a very productive weekend for Penn State football. Ryan Snyder here with us, as I mentioned. Ryan, good morning. How are we feeling today? All right. Can't complain. Excited for tonight's game. I'm jealous. Pickles down there going to the national championship tonight, so I'm a little jealous, but Always, uh, always excited for you know a little little March Madness to finish off the uh, finish off the tournament tonight. I mean, it's UConn, San Diego State. I don't think anyone cares about the team, but uh, I don't know. I've just I've really been following this UConn team for a while now, so I'm kind of excited to see if they finish it tonight. We we haven't done a Ryan Snyder's best bets in a while, so uh, anything pique your interest tonight? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't bet college basketball much, dude. Hell no. I've been burned so many times on free throws, man. Stay away from that. <laughs> baseball, uh, though. We can do baseball later in the year. I'm a big, big baseball guy. Okay. Yeah. We, we could not be farther apart on that. But I will, uh, as always, uh, I'll learn. I like to learn. Uh, so this weekend, really interesting from a uh, lot of different perspectives. First off, we were thrown to the wind in various obligations this weekend. Ryan and I are both popping cough drops this weekend as, uh, today as well. So, very unprofessional to do that on the camera. But we have a lot of stuff to get to you today. Uh, right off the bat, let's just let's just get right into it, Ryan. Um, John Mitchell commits to the Nittany Lions. You were able to speak with his trainer, correct? Uh, uh, both and him John. and Antoine. And both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so take us through what was interesting in those conversations. Um, I mean, this was this was kind of one of those recruitments where. You know, everybody's telling you all the right things. Uh, Penn State side, you know, felt very good about Mitchell. Mitchell side felt very good about Penn State. Uh, but we've seen so many of these Florida recruitments before where they say all the right things and then things don't always, uh, one reason or another, things go a little wacky. Um, you know, so that was why I was always <laughs> like, really, like, hesitant. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I thought you were Coughing choking fat. for a second, dude. <laughs> Coughing um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I look, I mean, everything, like I, I thought, I did think Mitchell would, would probably commit to Penn State at some point. I didn't think it would be this weekend. I thought it would potentially be, you know, in June, uh, you know, after an official visit. But uh, I mean, Terry Smith had, I think, I think Terry Smith had the best relationship with him for a considerable period of time. I think that was a big part of it. Uh, they had to get up and, and really get around Franklin and get around Manny. Uh, that was from talking to them. That felt like the big thing. That was the, Everything else lined up, but they didn't really know Manny too well. Hadn't really been able to do those one-on-one talks with Franklin. Uh, so being able to do that Thursday, they got here Thursday afternoon. We're here Friday, we're here Saturday. Didn't leave until yesterday. 
Which, by the way, they drove up. Usually, you know, most Florida guys fly up. So, I mean, so, yeah, you know, that's a 26 hours round trip. That's a that's a long trip. But uh, you know, and it wasn't just the players and their coach too. You know, both both players brought their 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 families with them. Uh, Mitchell's mom and dad were here. I think Belgrave Shorter's uh, mother and grandfather, I believe it was. So uh, it was a you know a full a full van, uh, I guess you would say. And obviously, Penn State's really really happy to get Mitchell on board. Mitchell's on three has him. Uh, I mean, there's a very good chance that John Mitchell is the is the top ranked player in this class uh, as long as you know he sticks through. Uh, you know, obviously, I mean, he's head of Quentin Martin. There's one or two guys that they're in the mix with that are, you know, top 50 right now. But, you know, with Mitchell being ranked number 61 in the nation right now for one 300, I, and if he sticks with this commitment, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he ends up being the number one ranked player in this class. We talked a little bit about uh, uh, Mitchell yesterday on our breaking news segment that we did on Sunday for something that happened on Saturday. But a good breakdown of, of what he is, what he brings to the table, and why uh, it was a big weekend for the Nittany Lions. But one of the things you wrote about was this could be a turning point in the class. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, what you meant by that and, and kind of the context behind that thought of, you know, you're talking about not just getting John Mitchell, well, but also the other factors that go into that. Well, I, I mean, what I wrote really was just like this was a big week because of three players. John Mitchell was here, Antoine Belgrave Shorter, who we'll talk about in a second, and Quentin Martin. And you know, you you locked up Mitchell at Penn State's in a very good position now with Belgrave Shorter, and they just had a one-on-one seven-hour day with with Martin and his family. So all I'm really all I'm really saying there is just if you look back, if if Quentin Martin commits, if Belgrave Shorter commits, and we go back, uh, or you know, we get to signing day, and you want to look back at moments in a year uh, that that really impacted your class this past week may end up being one of them. Uh, it, it, again, you got to get, you got to get Martin on board and, and we'll see what happens with, with Belgrave shorter, but just mm -hmm. that, that one-on-one -on -one week with, with Martin was massive. That one-on-one, -on -one, you know, six plus hours were just him, his parents, family, or, or excuse me, coaching staff. Uh, you know, those visits are always, if Quentin Martin commits and, and I think there, there's a real chance he will at some point. Yeah. That's going to be one of those things. I really grill him on down the road. Basically is what I'm saying. Cause I feel like those visits are always the ones that make a massive difference. And then again, you know, you, you have, I, I have Belgrave shorter and Mitchell as pretty much one and one a, uh, you know, you can add Jameer Grimsley in there. There's a couple others that I think, you know, top three, top four. Uh, mm -hmm. But those guys are, I mean, for a considerable period of time, everyone's just been saying, these are the ones Terry really wants. Uh, here you go. You lock up one and, and yeah. you know, now you're in a, in a great position with this teammate. I think another you mentioned it that a, a player like Mitchell, maybe it's not a surprise that he commits, but it's the bonus that he commits early. What are the benefits of having a guy like him commit early? Is um, is it a recruiting thing as well? Or is it just the, you know, you lock that player nah, up and now you feel he's, good about he, that? He's not going to be anyone who's out recruiting for Penn State. You know, gotcha. I mean, like, you know, his teammate, but. He's not uh yeah, usually those are the local guys, the guys who grew up Penn State fans. You know, like Anthony Specka makes sense, right? Anthony Specka's yeah. I, he didn't grow up a Penn State fan or anything like that, but that, that's more Specka's. Like I, I don't I don't see John Mitchell out there recruiting hard for you know, he'll he'll recruit his teammate, of course. And I'm sure there's some guys in Jacksonville he's friendly with, but I don't I don't think from that perspective it matters. It's just it's just getting him on board. Uh that that's incredibly important. But but Penn State's gonna have to ride this one out too, guys. I'm not gonna yeah. sit here and be all sunshine and rainbows. Like John Mitchell has a lot of great schools after him, and they are not gonna stop pursuing him. And you know, we'll, we'll see where things go. But um, you know, I, Penn State's very happy with it. I think from a relationship perspective, 
they do have a massive advantage there. But again, uh, you know, we haven't brought up the three letter word yet uh, that, that, yeah. you know, we always talk about in NIL. So let's, let's see where things go. There's, there's a long way to go still, but uh, Penn State's very happy with this commitment. John Mitchell seems very in on Penn State. There's a lot of things that all work there, but I'm not going to be naive enough to just pretend like, <laughs> like this is absolutely a done deal. We'll see. <laughs> right. So uh, what about <clears throat> Belgrave Shorter? We've uh, focused on Mitchell, the high rated player, but Belgrave Shorter coming on as a, an up and coming prospect. Um, it, you detailed that kind of a, a little bit later of an offer, a longer relationship with John Mitchell. What's the situation there with uh, Belgrave Shorter and his relationship with the staff? I just think he's incredibly underrated. Uh, and, and that's, and that's, a, he's a guy that, you know, we're, uh, we need to talk to Charles about, but I mean, from talking from Penn State's perspective, I mean, they have him right up there with Mitchell. I mean, I, I don't know if that means he's a top 100 prospect, maybe Mitchell. I don't know if Mitchell's uh, that high long-term or whatever it is, but I just think like when you look at Belgrave shorter, you see 607 nationally, right? Like you think like, Oh, this is a good prospect, whatever. Like Penn State has him way, way, way higher than, than that. So, I mean, from a relationship perspective, uh, it's not, you know, it, it, it's Mitchell, but but three months ago, right? Uh, it's just kind of a little bit behind as far as, uh, you know, getting getting comfortable with the staff, building longer relationship with the staff, really all those all those kind of things. So I think everything's trending in the in the right direction there. It's just, uh, you know, hasn't been in touch with Terry as long and, and, and all those kind of things. But he did come up for the whiteout game. I felt like the whiteout game was like when they came up for the whiteout game last year, I felt like Mitchell was already like seriously interested in Penn State. I think like that game is kind of where it sparked Belgrave's interest uh, mm-hmm. in Penn State. But I really, you know, it's just like I said, it's kind of just a couple months behind and everything when, when it comes to, you know, the, the that interest there. But but I also think Belgrave Shorter, like, for example, like, like, I don't know if I'm going to put in a pick for Belgrave Shorter. Like his, his coach said he's the favorite. The kid's saying he's the favorite. Like the, all those things work there but I, I never i've never gotten the impression that belgrave shorter is as truly 100 percent interested in penn state as as mitchell always was and then you have other schools like miami is going to be in the mix and, and a few others that are going to be pushing crazy hard to me like it's like you i can put it penn state's a favorite today yes but this that feels like one of those recruitments that you know even if he does commit at some point yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see like i i would be if both of those guys commit and you know we're comparing this to king mac and conrad hussey like Mitchell would be the one Mitchell would be the one that I felt more confident in. And that's, you know, again, that's just from, that's just from, uh, I would say six to eight weeks of conversations with different people. Like it's always been like Mitchell's very interested. AJ's interested, but he's got other interests in other schools, you know? So, so let's see, you know, where, where things go, but I think I'm coming off. Like, I don't want to come off some, I think I'm coming off kind of negative here about these. I'm not trying to be that way. It sounds like, uh, it's just April 3rd NIL. Right. Like, I mean, we were saying the exact same thing about Conrad Hussey and King Mac last year, the exact yeah. same kind of stuff. Yep. And then, you know, look how different things play out. So I'm just trying to, to make it clear that, uh, you know, there's, there's a long way to go. So. Yeah. And Penn State still got two or three defensive backs from down South to make it up to uh, Pennsylvania. So, you know, add in another one. And, and the, I think if you hit two or three every year, that's pretty good. And uh, Belgrave shorter, John Mitchell, the teammates, it's hard not to draw those comparisons to uh, Conrad Hussey and King Mac from last year. Uh, a couple other players that we'll get to in just one second. But first, I want to tell you about something that can help you out in a real way, not just the information here on YouTube, which, by the way, please subscribe to Blue Eyed Illustrated here on YouTube. Like this video and share with your friends. Let everyone know the 10 a.m. live show, BWI Recruiting, is where you want to be 
on Monday morning, if you can. Um, throw us up uh, in a tab and have the audio up, have the tab down, listen like it's a podcast live at work. Nobody's going to know. Uh, you can also, if you want to, every once in a while, throw in a question in the chat. We'll be answering those throughout the, uh, the show as well. But right now, what I want to tell you about is my perfect franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race and uh, go for the American dream? Even if you have a good situation, everyone's always looking to improve their life, their personal outlook, and maybe you just want a new challenge. If you're looking for a side hustle while working for a current job, check out My Perfect Franchise. Andy Ledecky is a franchise consultant with years of experience placing people like you with the perfect franchise to manage. This is franchise management. So a company you can go in, you can buy into, and uh, you can see the benefits and the rewards of that company by being uh, you know, the owner of it. And this is the great thing about Andy is he's done this enough. He's worked with enough people. He knows the right questions to ask. He knows the right buttons to push to get the information out of you to place you with a successful match not necessarily just getting into any franchise but one that fits you financially fits you culturally and uh he's a guy that understands the blue white illustrated community and the the message board community for on three he has been a message board member since the beginning of message boards and recruiting just like ryan his services are 100 free and he's here to help if you have any questions about business ownership check out blue white illustrated's message board or email andy at myperfectfranchise.net that's andy at myperfectfranchise.net to get started today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A couple other guys that I uh, I want to get to. I'm actually going to to hop over this one and get into Egan Boyer because watching his highlights, Ryan, and I know you just you spoke to him recently. I'm rather optimistic about the the offensive line class for 2024. It seems like every single uh, week, and that is not Egan Boyer, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you Egan Boyer's highlights here in a second, but every single time I see, here's a new um, offensive line prospect. It's somebody that that's really impressive, and it seems like the list is growing instead of in terms of typically there's a set number and you're kind of the, the region prospects you're, you're fighting through. I guess, first, how do you feel about that? Do you do you see do you see that um, or is that a perception that is incorrect? No, I mean the 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 list has always been pretty big. I mean, I did a in the beginning of March, I did a a breakdown on you know just their top offensive tackle prospects, and Boyer was someone we hit on. We hit on Kai Greer. We hit on Anthony Knapp. Knapp committed to Notre Dame this past week. Uh, Grant Bricks is someone that's still out there. Caleb Pyfrom, for example. I mean, all I mean, we did. I think I think I was proud of that that notebook because it it everything stuck with it because <laughs> I I worked really hard on on trying to figure out who those next tier guys were and, and those are the guys who who uh, you know have ended up visiting since so I mean getting into Boyer I mean the one thing I say with Boyer is he's casted a very wide net uh, Penn State has some family ties with him his stepmother grew up at Penn State uh, I talked to him about that last night so that's a, a positive I think excuse me. I think Penn State has a good chance to get him back for an official visit. Uh, but he is, I mean, he's visited 
13 schools, I think, you know, done like over 20 total visits overall. So, I mean, he's just been very active. Right. And, and when I see that uh, it, it's one, it's a good thing because he's getting out there and seeing all of his options. Uh, but two, that, that tells me that, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of competition and, and he has to figure things out still. Uh, I, I believe Auburn has an official visit set with him. I believe Clemson has an official visit set. And I think Penn State will get one, but it's not it's not locked in yet. So uh, mm-hmm. but a good weekend. You know, he spent, I think, two and a half, three days here. Like I said, his stepmother uh, graduated from Penn State. So, uh, you know, they came up here, obviously, to visit, uh, but then to, you know, reminisce and, and see the school, um, yeah. you know, from I, I don't know when I don't know when she graduated, but yeah, obviously it's been a little while. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think Penn State's going to be a top three, top four, top five school with him. Uh, but I would I would still probably lean maybe towards Clemson. Clemson's like the most recent offer. Uh, there are people who have picks in for Auburn. Auburn will be in the mix too, but mm-hmm. um, I, I would I would lean towards those two schools at the moment. Big, good length. Uh, I wouldn't say a perfect prospect, but I love the speed and size combination. He has good athleticism for his size. L- little bit of um, sh- <laughs> shrimpiness because his back kind of doesn't have quite the pad level and, and perfect like flat back you're looking for, but good length. Good speed, um, and just it feels like Penn State is in conversation with and seems to be in on a lot of these top tackle prospects that have, you know, he's listed at six eight. I don't know that he's six eight, but good length, good speed. What you're looking for at the position. So once again, it seems like you have Phil Troutwine getting in with these guys that have the the tools to be what you're looking for at the tackle position. So uh, I guess that's where it seems like the the level of recruit they're, they're talking to is is still continuing to improve i'd say even improve from from what i've seen of observing these guys um the relationship with some of these top prospects just a quick recap on talking about the tackles and, and where they stand do they have a realistic shot you say top three with boyer but kind of expand that to some of their top prospects how do you feel about the relationships with those guys that you know i've vaguely outlined here um Excuse me, I got an itchy nose right now. If you can't tell, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's look. You got to land Kevin Haywood. Uh, I saw someone asking the chat about Kevin Haywood. You got to land Kevin Haywood uh, right now. I have him as you know one of the absolute most important guys. He's an in-state guy, and I, I think they can land him. Uh, I wouldn't even be shocked if if they can get him locked up here. Uh, I don't want to say sooner than later. Like I know he's coming back Blue White weekend. Like that'll be a big visit. And that's going to be a weekend I'm really, really watching Kevin Haywood. Let's see. Uh, Ethan Calloway, certainly in the mix. You know, I, I saw his question about Liam Andrews. Mm, I'm not really feeling it with Liam Andrews. I, I just, I, I think there's interest. I don't, I don't feel like Penn State's top, top uh, of his list. You know, the, the one thing I will say with Liam is like, Liam's very kind of quiet. He doesn't really open up about his recruitment. So the information I'm getting from him is more so from Penn State's perspective. And I just, they're open enough with us to just you can kind of read uh that you know yeah we're in the mix but eh, i don't know you know not, not getting a great vibes there so i, I we'll see I, long way to go and, and like i said liam doesn't talk very much to the media so i don't want to overthink it too too much but just right now i don't have a great feeling there Kirby lambert was supposed to visit in april still hasn't visited i mean she's supposed to visit in march or april uh you know we're halfway through spring so far so let, let's see if that makes it uh if he makes it here and then, you know, Blake Frazier is actually a guy who uh, I think Penn State's in a better position with than what most of my colleagues think. I think a lot of people think he's going to go to Michigan because his dad went to Michigan. I don't I don't think that really necessarily at all. In fact, I, I think that, 
I think he wants to try something a little different uh, than, than just following his dad's footsteps. But let, let's see. I mean, that's just things we've heard through the through the grapevine. But um, mm-hmm. I'm just not I'm not all in on that on that Michigan vibe. So let's see. But there's a lot. Of, I mean, the, the, there's a massively wide net here, and there has to be yeah. because uh, Penn State has what nine offensive linemen who are entering their fourth year. I believe it is. Uh, you know, obviously they got to get a few interior guys. They they have Cooper Cousins already on board, and I think they're in a good position with William Satterway. But uh, they need. I think for if they can get four genuine offensive tackles this year, uh, I think they would take it. Yeah, it's going to be a big class for the trenches, as we talked about. We'll be getting to the defensive tackles later. I didn't quite get uh, the imaging done this morning. I wanted to have something new for that. But what we're going to do is we're going to follow the offensive line for sure. But defensive tackle, we're going to highlight that every opportunity we have. Reoccurring segment because those two areas ones we've talked about of very important for Penn State to take a next step in certain areas of the team. Another uh, player that I want to highlight before we get to the kind of general names that to know is uh, one that didn't show up this weekend. So can you give us an update on Tysier Denmark and what happened there? Yeah, he just didn't come. Next. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. He didn't come. Is it... it, um, you know, is that expected in this situation where we talk about he's committed to another program, he was going to come uh, to visit, word got out, and uh, Oregon, I guess, had something to say about that? Like, how how common is that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I can sit here and BS you guys. I don't know. I mean, he, yeah, Penn State was hoping you'd come up. He didn't come. Uh, it's April. He can't sign till December. I don't know if he's really going to actually end up at Oregon. I mean, there's a long way to go. So let's see. I mean, I'm sure he's going to make it up here at some point. You know, whether he takes an official visit or anything like that, we'll see. But, uh, you know, he just guys, guys are always on the RSVP list and don't show all the time, you know, especially committed guys. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too, too concerned about that, but uh, we'll see where things go. I think I lost T Frank. T Frank no, seems I'm like here. he's gone. Nope, oh, I'm here. Back. Don't okay. worry. I am. Uh, there <laughs> I was are just so saying, of all times for me to leave, <laughs> for all times for me to lose you on this comment, where I'm like, I don't have a lot to say, would not be the one time for you to just disappear. So there are uh, so many things I mean, going I, on behind the scenes on this show that uh, when whenever they leak into the the view of the public, I'm like, ah, it's it's uh, so okay. it's so close that. Uh, but to, yeah, my camera battery died. If you were wondering, so. Uh, we'll okay. get on to some of the other players here to talk about. That's why we have backups and triple backups for everything. John Forster, another running back that I'm super interested in uh, for the class of 2025. A lot of these, the next couple guys are going to be 2025 guys. So um, John Forster, another name to know from uh, the weekend. Any thoughts on that and some of the other guys? Take us through some of the names that uh, that came up this weekend because 2024, outside the guys we talked about, uh, it really it would seem like it was regional guys, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't caught up with John, so I, it's it's tough for me to give you any details on on that visit. Um, you know, he'll be he's one of, I mean, the, the twenty twenty five running back board is really big. I think. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, like literally, I mean, I can think of six, seven, eight guys uh, who who should all be in the mix there, and I would have John in one of them. You know, this was his third or fourth visit to Penn State. I mean, he's been to Penn State substantially more than any other school, so John is certainly going to be a guy who's in the mix. Uh, let's see where that goes down the road. I I, I would. I would think there's a couple other probably running backs ahead of him, but it's 2025. Like, I don't want to overthink that at this point either because yeah. uh, those junior seasons will be what really determines all that. Um, other guys, I mean, Shamari Earls came up, decent-looking cornerback prospect. 
uh, either corner or safety. I'm, I'm still trying to, to, to figure out where uh, where exactly Penn State likes him at. But uh, we have him at like 6'1", 175 ish. Uh, I got, actually I need to get updated numbers on him, so that'll that'll help the, determine where he's at. Um, decent prospect. I, I'm still kind of learning more on Earls. I like Desi Jones from DePaul, um, wide receiver prospect out of DePaul Catholic in Wayne, New Jersey. I, I really like him. I think he's going to be. I'm still. I'm trying to. I, I interviewed him last night, and uh, you, you can tell he hasn't done too many interviews yet. So young kid. Uh, so I'm trying to get him to open up more, and you know, try and. Uh, you know, learn, learn more about his recruitment. It's still pretty, pretty new to him, but, you know, put on his film. He's, he's, he's an impressive player. And, and from talking to people, I do get the impression he's going to be a, a 2025 wide receiver that Penn State really likes. You know, right now he's already, I think, a top 50 or top 250, uh, you know, player, um, you know, nationally in the on three industry rating. So certainly a guy to keep an eye on. You know, one guy I'm surprised Penn State hasn't offered yet is CJ Jim, Jim Coley or Jim Colley, I believe it is, uh, out of Nashville. I don't. I feel like I'm missing something here. He's six three, two hundred. Good looking prospect. I mean, maybe they maybe they like him more as a linebacker. He's listed as a safety at the moment. Uh, he came up from Nashville this past weekend, but I mean, he's got a stacked offer list, and was one of those guys that I totally expected Penn State to offer this weekend, and I don't think they have yet. Uh, but, you know, he's got Oklahoma, he's got Auburn, he's got uh, Michigan, Tennessee, A and M, uh, all these really good schools. And usually, when a when a player like that who doesn't hold a Penn State offer. Uh, makes it to campus um, you know usually that that player leads with an offer so was a little little surprised to see that hasn't happened yet but uh, yeah I mean Cam Smith made it to athlete out of New Jersey I think that was his first visit um, still trying to get to know Cam I mean, I'll, I'll get all these 2025 2026 guys I can give you a bunch of basic info on but yeah. when Penn State has when Penn State has what five six players committed in their 2024 class uh, it's just hard for me to spend a lot of time getting to know those guys because there's still so much to be done in 2024. Yep. Uh, another name on the list that I thought was interesting, and I'm just going to throw up some highlight video and give you some comments. Uh, Raphael Dunn, 2024, listed uh, in his self-reported 6'5", uh, plays safety. Um, also, his highlights, and these are just kind of some context clues, end of the season highlights, so maybe didn't get to play a full season for one reason or another. But uh, this looks like a, a great Sam linebacker prospect. Might be a little bit of a sleeper. I don't know if he's 6'5", just by looking at him, but I like the profile here of former safety in high school, definitely going to have to convert to linebacker just because of his size and can bring that coverage versatility. This is what you're looking for. This is the Curtis Jacobs mold, but um, maybe a little bit taller, maybe a little bit bigger frame, maybe more Cam Brown, um, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but... Those I'm interested to see how this one develops just because I'm intrigued by the size and the tools, kind of like you said, just some interesting prospects that stand out uh, to me when going through some of the 2024 film before the show. Other guys that are interesting, we're not going to really, again, we don't have any film for, we're not really going to get too deep into. A couple quarterback prospects visited. Uh, tell us uh, just the basics here about the guys from 25 and 26. Um, Well, which which... Was there a 2026 guy? Oh, Levi uh, Don Davis? Donovan Moorhead Jackson. was on uh, campus this weekend. From oh, was on not this weekend. Media. No, 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 no. That was, that was, that Those was last... earlier in the week. That's oh, what you had me confused. Oh, my apologies. Like, what? My apologies. Um, no, I mean, Don Joe's a kid. I mean, he's a freshman. I I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell There's literally no film a, of him. He, there's literally one. no film of him. It's just fun to see, you know. Donovan Moorhead on campus. Thought that was interesting. Uh, at right. Jackson Kingberry, 
as well from Lipscomb Academy. Trent Dilfer is his head coach. Another interesting prospect that just kind of the name and the, the situation stick out. Yeah, he has a Eastern Kentucky offer. Like I'm not even not not changing. You know, yeah. if he gets some big Power Five offers, we'll we'll talk about him more. But um, you know, right now I I don't really look at him as a as a Penn State prospect at the moment. All right, so let's get on to our uh, second to last segment where I told you about this earlier. We're going to be highlighting this conversation throughout the spring and whenever we get updates on it, whenever players visit the campus, because finding the next defensive tackle is really important for the Nittany Lions. And Jordan Thomas came to campus. You have said this is one of Penn State's uh, top in the top tier of guys that they're after, right? For sure. I mean, he's a local. Look, there's a, all <laughs> for the most part, all the best defensive tackles are down south. Uh, if you go through the list, I mean, there, there's a when you talk about those top top tier guys, those those top ten or so defensive tackles who who bring it uh, size wise and athletically, you know, usually 80 percent of those guys are are down south. So whenever you have a, a stud prospect like Thomas within your region, that makes them incredibly important. You know, there are a lot of others in the area that are good players. Uh, certainly, high three star, low four star. You know, they got eighty percent of the package. You know, Thomas has like 95% of the package is what you're looking for there. So, uh, yeah, important player. Uh, doesn't really talk much, though. You know, so this is going to be a guy that uh, I think things really kind of stay quiet really throughout his entire recruitment. Uh, Penn State is really happy to get him up. Uh, heard good things as far as, you know, uh, good rela- uh, good conversations with the staff this weekend, things like that. But um, I'd be lying if I, if I said I, I have a great feel for – uh, how Penn State has improved its chances or anything like that. I mean, every time every time I bring up Jordan Thomas, everybody brings up NIL. So what, mm-hmm. what, what that means long-term, we'll see. But uh, that does seem to be a, a topic with him more than some other guys. And, um, you know, if, if whether that benefits Penn State or not, we'll, we'll see long-term. But, uh, yeah, he's an incredibly important player. It was good to get him back up because he hasn't been here in over a year. But uh, if you're looking for details, you know, on Jordan Thomas, good luck. Yeah, so let's move on to the next player. Obviously, very important to get a player like that on campus and to make any impression positive that you can. Another guy that walked away with an offer. Uh, tell us a little bit more just about the situation. DeAndre Cook, anything you know here? Uh, another another name added to the list, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I I, I haven't I haven't watched his film yet. Um, so, I mean, I was... I watched Cook at, I think, one of the camps last year. Uh, I was surprised Penn State didn't offer a little earlier than they did. You know, he, you know, he's had some really good offers for a while. He's had the Alabama offer, USC offer. Uh, I think there was one other one. Um, maybe Michigan State is what it was. But, you know, he's had, he's had some really quality schools for a while, and I, it was kind of surprised that Penn State didn't make a move on him earlier. I do believe this was his first visit to Penn State. Like, I, I from talking to people, I know they really wanted to get him – on campus, uh, at least or if it wasn't his first, it was like his first in, in quite some time. So, but yeah, I just kind of look at him as a, as another name to add to the list where official visits will start to sort everything out. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about Xavier Gilliam a lot. There's, there's other guys here we're, we're going to discuss here, I'm sure. But uh, to me, he's, he's another guy that uh, you, you need to get back here in June and whether it's an official visit, whether it's for camp, whether it's another unofficial uh, you know, that's, that's kind of when, we'll be able to sort out where DeAndre Cook is on the board. At the moment, I kind of have him. Uh, I, I would have a couple other guys ahead of him at the moment, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see long term. His last visit, by the way, was uh, was November 2021. So I, I thought he was on campus before, but it was literally like, you know, almost two years ago or a year so, and a half uh, ago. 
Just, just to give some measurables, some facts on uh, DeAndre Cook out of Friendship Collegiate Academy in Washington, D.C., 6'3", 255, kind of a traditional Penn State defensive tackle, one of those guys that you're going to get on campus and he's going to grow. Not a guy like Jordan Thomas who's already big, but great frame, as you can see here. Uh, I think good length, but not ranked by all three of the services for uh, on three in the industry ranking. He is the 94th defensive tackle, 87 overall prospect, three-star. That's really where he lands with 247 and on three is a um, kind of, he's in that bucket of traditional Penn State defensive tackle, really good prospect, plays a little bit of defensive end, plays a little defensive tackle, going to grow into his body. Um, so another one of the, the, to add to the list that I think is, again, there's some quality names here, some quality prospects, uh, Xavier Gilliam, Gilliam kind of in that mold as well. So, wide net at defensive tackle. And then the last one that we'll talk about today, tell us a little more about uh, what we see from Eric Mensa. Eric Mensa. So getting to know Eric Mensa. I mean, I feel like this is like the theme of the show. Like you're throwing yeah. guys at me that like, I really don't know uh, very well. Uh, and I'm just, I'm not like one that try to just sit here and BS all you guys. <laughs> so I try not to just make stuff up. I mean, he's got a, he's got a decent offer list. Uh, what, was he on campus before T Frank? Do you have his profile up? I don't think I'm I think pulling it, it up right now. Right? Yeah. Well, I think it came maybe for a game, something like that. Like it's been, it's been quite some time, but um, does he hold a Penn state offer too? I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think he, I don't think he came away not having no. one this weekend. I didn't see right. anything, but he was right. not offered this weekend for sure. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I, get an offer and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it more. I mean, if you if we want to talk about defensive tackles, I mean, we, there's, there's a ton of guys that they've offered. I mean, I saw people ask about Ernest Willer in the chat. I mean, um, Ernest is another guy like ever since Ernest has gone down South, he's been just kind of incredibly quiet. I haven't seen many visits from him. And that's, that's what stinks when you go, when you, you know, you're from up North and you go down South because uh, you know, obviously you need people to, to take you on these visits. I mean, IMG does a decent job at, at moving guys around, but uh, you know, when, when you, when you, like I said, when you, when you go down South and you're not with your family and, and you don't have people that can drive you and fly you around to all these schools, it really limits you, uh, you know, in, in the amount of visits and things you can take. So I expect Ernest to, to lock up some official visits, but Ernest, I don't think has been to any schools this spring, or at least not anything that, that I'm aware of. Uh, and he doesn't have any official visits set up. So that's just one of those ones where, you know, maybe when he gets home for spring break or uh, in, in the summertime, he can bang out some trips with, with local family and friends. But, um, you know, we see this all the time with guys that go to IMG, like they go down mm -hmm. there for uh, the prep and, and, you know, to work with talented guys, but it really limits their recruitment because they can't travel. Uh, just to clean up some things on Eric Mensa, this is his second visit to Penn State. He's visited North Carolina as well. He came away this weekend without an offer. So just kind of uh, shaping the defensive tackle board here as we go through the end of the spring. Last thing we're going to get to, and uh, if you thought we didn't know anything about the guys that we just talked about, uh, our regular segment coming back of the, the latest Penn State offers, I'm going to read you a list of names. About the future of Penn State, there's a lot of excitement. This is a really, really important day to a bunch of young men and their families. Latest offers for Penn State football going out this weekend. Um, as always, we want to make sure we bring these to you as they happen. But we've got Chaz Rosley's. He is a 2027 wide receiver. So that's where we are this week with uh, with new offers. Mm -hmm. um, the other one I'll, I'll highlight here. This is an interesting one for 2025. 
Uh, Alia Kalanuvalu, I think is his name. Uh, he's from Utah, hmm. from Provo, okay. Utah. Uh, 163rd player in the on 300. So Penn State trying to get in early on. Uh, an offensive line prospect from out west in Utah. Of course, we talked about DeAndre Cook and then a couple of 2026 athletes as well, Jalen Pyle and Calvin Russell, to uh, round out this week's Beyond Blessed, our uh, segment where we just let you know, here are the the players that have come up with uh, with the Penn State offer. 2027, pretty early on the uh, offer train. We we didn't mention um, Maurice Barnes. Maurice Barnes got an offer from Penn State on... um... I don't know, Thursday, you know, McDevitt, okay. 2026 linebacker. I mean, I, Sean and I hit him briefly on the on the Friday podcast we did, but uh, I love Maurice Barnes, man. I think he's going to be a really good player from, you know, from Harrisburg. So that's a, it's, it's an area Penn State should have a, a, a real chance with this young man. Uh, you know, we have him at six foot uh, 195, you know, so how he grows will be massive. I mean, he's a 2026 guy, right? But, uh, you know, already has some really decent offers. You know, you got Virginia Tech. Got uh, Dion's offering him. He's got that Michigan offer as well. Uh, so I, I really like uh, Maurice Barnes. I think he's going to be a player we talk about quite a bit. And there's a few others too. Like I, I don't know if we we're just talking the weekend, T. Frank, or if you want to go back uh, earlier in the week. But like Carlson Preston, wide receiver out of Woodbridge uh, in Virginia, another another quality player that I think Penn State's going to, uh, you know, once he once he gets on campus a little bit more, we'll be talking about more and more. Isaiah Robinson uh, out of Richmond, Virginia. I think. Uh, I think Penn State was his fifth offer. I want to say I know he has Virginia Tech, Boston College, Duke. So maybe it was his fourth. I think it was. I think it was his fourth offer. But a lot of wide receiver offers went out this week. Wanda, uh I think it's Wanden Charles uh, out of Florida. Another twenty twenty five guy. I mean, he's got all types of awesome schools: LSU, Auburn, uh, Miami, Florida, Florida State. I mean, certainly a guy that. Excuse me. Penn State's just trying to mainly get on campus with that offer. That's what that offer really is is trying to do. And then Marcelo Vitti, too. Marcelo was up on, uh, I believe it was Thursday, same day as Barnes, another 2026 safety uh, out of Detroit. Uh, Sean and I hit on him briefly on, on the Friday podcast. Uh, he's been in Michigan a ton. Uh, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that probably ends up at Michigan already. I mean, for a freshman, I think he's visited Michigan like four or five times already. So, uh, it was good for Penn State to get him on campus. I'm sure Penn State will get him on campus a little bit more. Um, but just the early signs there is a uh, kid from Detroit. He's going to probably end up favoring the Wolverines throughout most of this process. Uh, anything left to clean up here on the show today? What you got? Left to clean up on the show today. Um, I'm trying to think what is upcoming this week. Uh, we need to work on the list a little bit as far as uh, upcoming visitors. Um, I would think... I would think I would hopefully be able to get a, an upcoming week list, hopefully up by Tuesday. Uh, let me play with that here a little bit. Um, I think I have an RPM going in here soon. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to. I, I think it could be today or tomorrow. We'll leave it at mm. that. Uh, and it's not it's not Antoine Belgrave Shorter, uh, who, again, I, I the kid came out, said he's the, the top school. And I see that. I just think... Um, even if he does commit to Penn State, man, I just I just think there's going to be other schools that really keep pushing there. It's the same with John Mitchell too. I just have always felt that John Mitchell and Terry's relationship is a little bit stronger uh, than than AJ's is. So we'll we'll see where things go. Um, another another I guess this upcoming weekend will be good, but really the usually the weekend before Blue White is I don't want to say one of the weaker crowds, but it's usually just when you when you get into April, right, and you you could pick between that. April 8th weekend or that April 15th weekend, Penn State usually tries to, to funnel guys 
towards that April 15th weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously we got to get the list together and stuff, but just from early talks with people, uh, it looks like Penn State's really trying to funnel guys for, for the blue light weekend. So that's all I can think of, man. Am I missing something else? Uh, I mean, you, you gave us an RPM pick and week. future players coming to campus. So bluewhiteillustrated.com for all that stuff. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a preview. We buried the lead a little bit on that one. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce the, the 2025 O-lineman from Utah's name, Ali Kalialavalu. <laughs> you yeah. just tried to say I, it earlier. It just, I've, I been practiced tra- I've been staring it. at this profile. I practiced it before the show. I read it. It scared me. And then you saw what happened <laughs> on air live when uh, when I didn't say it physically out loud once before trying that. But yeah, it's uh, well, if he becomes a player we need to talk about, we can uh, we can practice that a little bit more before we talk about him again. Uh, that'll do it today for the yeah. BWI live show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That is Ryan Snyder. Make sure you subscribe to BlueWhiteIllustrated.com so you can get all the information he just told you and just teased you with about a new RPM pick. Who might be the next Nittany Lion commit? Ryan's got an idea floating around in his head. Uh, make sure you get into that information and you're a part of the uh, the, the network, the family over BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Lion's Den message form where you get a lot of this insider information even before it gets here to the show. So sign up $29.99 from now till the end of uh, the summer, start of football season. Great deal, great content, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. We will talk to you uh, tomorrow with some Penn State football content from practice. And then Wednesday, we'll be back reviewing all of that on the BWI live show. But just we're in the season where it might pop up on Tuesday. Penn State gets a new commit. Who knows? So subscribe and enable notifications so you don't miss any breaking content from Blue White Illustrated. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.